This song's called Anything Anything. Welcome to the Anything Anything program, Mr. Joe Grishecki. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. I mean, obviously, I've been on the radio for about five years now, but I was just thinking about this. I've probably known you close to 18 years at this point, going back to like 1995. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we hooked up actually before that because, um, you know, you, you would come to see us play down the shore. I think we started playing in the shore pretty heavy, like 93, 94. So maybe even a couple years, you could add a couple years onto that. But yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. It's been quite some time, and it, you, uh, for people that are unfamiliar with, with Joe Grishecki and the House Rockers, legendary, legendary Pittsburgh-based band, of course, which has kind of adopted the Asbury Park area as a second home, but you're legendary in Pittsburgh. I mean, some of those early albums, those first couple albums, when you look at even the liner notes of who played on them and who was producing them, it's amazing stuff. Well, yeah, we were really lucky to have some really great people. I mean, just on the... Uh, the first record we had uh, Billy Cross play a few songs. He was playing with Dylan at the time. He's a slide. Well, he plays slide guitar, right? Right, right. And then we had a guy who was playing uh, with Frankie Yankovic, <laughs> and uh, and basically that 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 was a, a record that went you know straight from the stages of the bars in Pittsburgh right onto vinyl because you know, we weren't uh, you know we were, we were a, a band that started in in my basement in Mount Washington and just decided that we were going to play original music and and just was fortunate enough to hook up with Steve Popovich. And the second record was just really off the charts. We had uh, Mick Ronson uh, producing and playing guitar and piano and Ian Hunter and Steve Van Zant came in and, and uh, you know, he was he played guitar and sang uh, and, and arranged. He was a great arranger. He did some songs. So it was just like a, a you know really really interesting record to do, and then the th- third record we did with uh, the Iron City House Records we recorded with the legendary Steve Cropper out in Los Angeles, and S- Steve was one of my all time idols, and it's just uh, you know it's been a great ride for us with the Iron City House Rocker stuff, and then uh, up into our present day, you know where I get to work with Bruce quite a bit, so it's it's been it's been a you know a really really satisfying journey as far as the musicians I've got to work with over the years. No, and it's amazing. And Cleveland International was obviously a fantastic record label. Steve Popovich, who we lost a couple of years ago, obviously a good friend of right. yours, a good friend of Stephen Van Zandt's. Now, you weren't originally called the House Rockers at that point, right? They had a different name, and then they changed it? Or you guys all agreed to change it? Well, here, here's the deal. We, we went in and recorded a single. We recorded Chuck Berry's School Days which was right in our, our, our sweet spot. You know, we we tore the song up. And we were called the Brick Alley Band at the time. And Brick Alley being a, a famous red light district in Pittsburgh. And uh, it, it was one of those names where my mother hated it. She said, well, well I, I, my son's in a band. What's the name of the band? Oh, I kind of can't remember the name. So so but Steve hated hated the uh, hated the name. And he said, we went and recorded, and he says, well, you guys have to change your name. And he says, you're going to be the Iron City something or others. And uh, after the smoke cleared, we re- became the Iron City House Rockers. We we changed our name to the House Rockers, and that was the day of uh, real regional 
real regional pop in Morocco. And, you know, the Jersey Shore had, had Southside Johnny and, and Bruce. They were so heavily identified with that particular scene. Uh, Cleveland had Michael Stanley. And we sort of came to represent that in Pittsburgh. Donnie Iris, Pittsburgh too, right? Yeah, Donnie. Donnie was actually, Donnie's a suburb guy. We're, we're all city. We're, we're city guys. Our whole band lived in the city. It still does. You know, we're, we're born and bred Pittsburghers. Speaking of Donnie Iris, why don't we play something by him? This is Injured in the Game of Love right now on Anything Anything.
Anything, anything, I'm Rich Russo. I'm here with Joe Grishecki, who's going to be at the Wonder Bar this Saturday night, playing American Babylon in its entirety. Also, go to pledgemusic.com, look up Grishecki, and you could uh, donate to his album release, as well as all the marketing stuff behind that. We just heard Junior's Bar from Have a Good Time and Get Out Alive. That was produced by Stephen Van Zandt. He actually plays guitar on that. Let's, um, Joe, tell us about that album, because there was some fighting between 
Ian Hunter, Mick Ronson, and Steve uh, Van Zandt, right? Well, we had Mick Ronson and Ian Hunter, which represented the English approach to music, <laughs> and Steve Van Zandt, who, who represented the American New Jersey approach. And the twain did not meet in the middle. Uh, we, we'd go in and record one song a, a certain way in the daytime uh, with like Steve, and then Mick, Mick Ronson would come in at night and we record the same song with totally different arrangement and instrumentation. Uh, we did that for, for probably five or six songs. And actually, on, on the record, Junior's Bar and Old Man Bar, Old Man Bar was Mick Ronson's uh, take on that song, and Junior's Bar was Steve's take on the song. And often they'd say, uh, well, hey, you know, I got uh, I got this song, and, and we'd play it, and we'd think it was really great. And Steve would come in and say, ah, we could outdo that one. Uh, and he'd, he'd come up with a totally different arrangement or or we're, we're, vice versa, Steve would come up with the arrangement in the daytime, then then and Ronson would come in t- at the night and do it. So I think the record basically, you know, Steve, Stephen did Junior's Bar, Blondie, Angela. Uh, he, he did quite a few arrangements on that record. And uh, the, uh, one of one of the things that that he really encouraged me to do was was to to make every lyric count. And um, one one day we met early in the day, and wrote and wrote, rewrote all these lyrics. And he says, "Come on, you can do better. You can do better." So I landed up rewriting about five or six, seven songs during during a during a day, and uh, lost all the lyrics and found them in a wastebasket in the middle of New York City. Believe it or not, so that's a story in itself. Yeah. That's some wild stuff. And then the last, the last, it's funny because I remember buying a lot of these albums as I was a kid and cracking under pressure. I remember you covered a song which was interesting because when I first looked at the album, I thought Loving Cup was The Stones, but it ended up being that actually Earthquake song, which was Kenny Laguna, who's Joan Jett's manager and like best friend and stuff. I mean, how did you come across covering an Earthquake song? Well, uh, Kenny Laguna was sort of on the fringes of that record because he was managing our producer at the time. So we were encouraged to, to record that song at Kenny's behest. <laughs> so let's play Earthquakes doing the original version of Loving Cup that ended up on Joe Grosecki's third album, Cracking Under Pressure. Original Earthquake right now, a little power pop for you on anything, anything.
It's Anything Anything, I'm Rich Russo. The House Rockers, There'll Never Be Enough Time, the original version from Cracking Under Pressure that was re-released, a completely different version that was produced by Bruce Springsteen and Joe Grishecki on the American Babylon album that came out about a dozen years later. Joe Grishecki and the House Rockers this Saturday night that the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park will be playing American Babylon in its entirety, and we're here with Joe Grishecki. So let's talk about There'll Never Be Enough Time actually getting done twice over the span of uh, 12 or 13 years. Tell us all about that. Yeah, yeah. When I started recording with Bruce, the deal was, yeah, American Babylon, which turned into American Babylon. He invited me out to Los Angeles, and my career was pretty much stalled at the time. And uh, my wife suggested, you know, why don't you ask Bruce to play on a song? And, and um, so, so Bruce got in touch with us and invited us to Los Angeles. And we got out there, and I had a song called Chainsmoking, which... I thought it was a really good song, and it was one of those songs that was, it was like one of those instant songs when you play for somebody. Oh, yeah, that's a great song. Let's do it. So I had Chain Smoking in my back pocket. Chain smoking, 
just flew in for a one night stand. Hawk just in leather, guitar in his hand. I was talking to the king in the promised land. You got two lovely kids and a wife at home. I died alone on my throne. Sometimes I think I sold my soul to become a Anything, anything. I'm Rich Russo, live version of Talking to the King. Joker checking the House Rockers with special guest Bruce Springsteen from one of their shows on the American Babylon tour, where Springsteen actually um, toured with the guys on the bus and stuff. We're here with Joe Rusecki. Tell us about Springsteen becoming a band member of the House Rockers. Yeah, believe it or not, he he, he actually volunteered for that. <laughs> so he came out and played played uh, lead guitar for us. So uh, I'm I'm going to take take thanks from all your friends here around the world here but i i do believe because of working with us that that's what um sort of started him thinking about working with the, a band again and got the east street band back together so when we saw i remember when i saw that when i saw you guys play at tramps and at the pony and watching you know because we hadn't really seen bruce play that kind of guitar in a long time like you know when he was doing the when he was doing the other band tour he was more like you could see that he was more frustrated at you know Zach the drummer and trying to keep that band in order than he was actually playing guitar and watching him you know rip it with you guys. I do agree with you that that actually probably played an insanely huge part in him putting the band back together because I think he got that feeling that hey the House Rockers were basically the E Street band of Pittsburgh. And he, you know, put it back together. And then obviously we know the rest of the history from that. So let's play something by Springsteen and the E Street Band, co-written by Joe Grishek. He'd actually won a Grammy. This is Code of Silence right now on Anything, Anything. Anything. 
cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on.
fresh from my second tour of duty in that shit all of a rag. Now I'm not blaming anybody. But after all, I was free to choose. I started drinking every night, doing drugs, listening to Robert Johnson.
It's Anything Anything on Rich Russo, brand new Joe Grishecki, Somewhere East of Eden. That is the new album that's coming out in October. Joe Grishecki is here with me. You can see him actually Saturday night at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Joe, tell me about the title of the album, the title song, Somewhere East of Eden. The title track, uh, East of Eden, is one of my favorite books of all time. It's a John Steinbeck book. I, I know most people sort of gravitate to gra- Grapes of Wrath, but uh, East of Eden was my favorite. And the James movie is James Dean movie is only the last third of the book. And uh, I just happened to, to find a copy, uh, a new copy that I must have bought at some time and and put in my my office and and I thought oh, I'm going to have to reread this there's a brand new copy and uh the next day as it was I went into work and was reading the news and there was a story about Iraqi veterans returning and uh you know the legend has it the bible has it uh, you know I guess facts have it however you want to interpret it, but the Garden of Eden was supposed to be uh, in the Fertile Crescent of Iraq, where, where Iraq now is, the country of Iraq. And it was about uh, these vets returning from from somewhere east of Eden, but come, coming back to, to home and uh, the really, really hard time they were having adjusting to civilian life. And, uh, you know, the one of the lines goes, you know, I, I drove a million-dollar killing machine. I was a master of the war. Now back home in the USA, I had to take a job parking cars somewhere east of Eden. And, it's, you know, it's I think it's a very, very powerful song. I'm real proud of it. I hope people uh, get to hear it. Oh, it's off the. It's somewhere east of Eden, brand-new Joe Grishecki album coming out, which is a solo album, even though you do have some of the house rockers on it. And you have a uh, up-and-coming hot local band plays with you in a song or two, right? Tell us about that band. The composer, my son's band, John Grishecki, uh, plays with me, but he also plays bass in this band called The Composure, who I think is, well, obviously my son's in it, but I think they're the best young band I've seen in quite some time. They're on iTunes. They just did a 90s cover song uh you know they played uh if, if you saw us uh with bruce at soldiers and sailors you know they just tore up dancing in the dark with bruce i thought that was one of the high one of the highlights of the evening and uh i have a song called changing of the guard uh sort of handing off you know uh, handing off the the baton to to the younger generation i mean now it's funny because when we first got to see you know, Johnny was probably back when you guys uh, did Nick's Fat City, and he was like, what, 10 years old, 8 years old at that point? I think he was 8. 8, yeah. Bruce called him Johnny the Big Beat, and then he became a guitar player, and then a singer, and then he was, now he's playing bass in the composer. He's, an, you know, he's a fantastic musician, great guy, and changing of the guard. So why don't we play that brand new Joe Grishecki from Somewhere East of Eden? The album comes out on October. Joe Grishecki, backed by the composer, which features his son. This is Changing of the Guard right now on Anything Anything. A friend of mine still clings to his old vinyl. He says he just likes the way it sounds He told me that I could take my new computer And dig a hole and throw it in the ground You got to learn to roll with the punches 
Oh, collapse just like a house of cards. Open up your eyes, see it coming. There's been a changing of the guard. And dues for the home team But they've been losing since I don't know when We used to be the champions of the world But this is now and that was then We got to learn to roll with the punches Or collapse just like a house of cards Open up your eyes, see it coming There's been a changing of the guard Anything, anything, I'm Rich Russo, brand new Joe Grishecki, Changing of the Guard, the album comes out in October, see him this Saturday night at the Wonder Bar. It's funny, Joe, when you sent me over that song, you said Changing of the Guard is the title, I'm like, wow, I think it, I thought it was the Dylan song. Well, you know what, there's only so many titles out there, <laughs> you guys still a few occasionally, you know. But John the Revelator is the actual John the Revelator song, the, the um, I mean, the version you do is the Sun House version, not the Blind Willie Johnson version. You do the diff- the second version. You do the second version of it. So what? where did you, like, when a song like that, and you know, obviously the White Stripes have done a cover of it later on, where did you first hear a song like that? Like, how did that song come into your consciousness? Well, Pittsburgh is a huge blues rhythm and blues town when I grew up. And it's still, it's still very, blues is very popular. I mean, you, you know, you had to be knowledgeable about the blues here to, uh, to be like, uh, in with the, you know, the cool musicians. 
and it's blues is something I always really, really, really liked. Um, in fact, at one time, you know, before Steve Popovich got a hold of us, we we could have probably been, you know, like a Thunderbirds type band. Um, but you know, we made a conscious decision that you know we didn't want to play other people's music. You know, we we weren't like you know black guys coming up from living in Chicago or coming up from the Delta. We were guys in Pittsburgh, so we wanted to write about our own experience. But the blues is something that I have a deep love for, and and uh, you know, pretty good knowledge of. And the Sunhouse version always just killed me. You know, he's just, he's just singing, "Who's that riding John River later?" You know, he's just, it's just so soulful. I always wanted to do it. And in this particular record, I was on a recording uh, streak. I was just recording all kind of different things. I uh, was working with some guys down in Nashville, co- co-writing, and I, I did a horn record. I did a, a, a an acoustic blues record. I, I just recorded and recorded and recorded until you know the, I got this focus for the somewhere east of Eden. Once once I hit that song. Then, then a whole new batch of songs appeared, and but I wanted to use some of the the, the uh, blues rhythm and blues things that that I ha- had amassed while while I was on on this kick. So uh, yeah, that was always one of my favorites. Who's that riding? Who's that riding? What tell me who's that riding? Well, who's that riding? He wrote the book of the seven seals. He know God walked down in the cool of the day, called Adam by his name. But he was afraid to answer. He was naked and ashamed. Well, who's that riding? Oh, tell me who's that riding? Well, who's that riding? They wrote the book of the seven seals. Where Christ had twelve apostles and three led away. He said, watch with me. Who's 
seven seals. He wrote the book of the seven seals. He wrote the book of the seven seals. It's anything, anything. I'm Rich Russo, Joe Rusecki, covering Sun House. It's an interpretation of the Blind Willie Johnson song, John the Revelator. Great, great stuff. We're here with Joe Grishecki as we're going to close out tonight. You can see him on Saturday night at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park as he plays American Babylon in its entirety. And you can also um, do some pledge music to help him uh, get the new album distributed. I want to thank Joe for everything. And um, just just amazing how um, how great this new album is. Right, Joe? People who have heard the record in its entirety have told me that they thought it was the best record I've ever done. So I'm not saying that, but I've been told that. So I'm pretty excited about it. I'm starting to get the knack of this whole thing. (laughs) So far, it's a fantastic record. You've only given me six songs. You're holding out the other six on me. I'm assuming I'll get them soon, or I'm going to need to go to Pledge Music, pledge some money so you can give me the other songs. Excited for this record. I'm so excited that you've exceeded the um, number on Pledge Music, and I I really, really think this is going to be an album that's going to show up on a lot of top 10 lists for the end of the year. And I think he got a great, um, you know, with them distributing it for you, I think you're going to have great distribution.